0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates
1: across the world of wrestling.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Super J-Pops. I'm Joel, joined by Damon McDonald. It is Wednesday, 16th August, 2023. This is episode 270. What is going on, Damon? How are you, uh, you going to do a little music Damon Corner talking about K-pop for us?
1: <laughs> We're uh, discussing Blackpink, and I saw them uh, over the weekend, and it was, uh, it was fun. It was enjoyable. They are uh, very talented young ladies who uh, dance and sing and uh, do all that, and it was a packed house at MetLife Stadium. Um, it was quite a show, quite a show. I definitely enjoyed myself, I had a good time. Um, but yes, I, I've, uh, I've, I don't know if I've necessarily acquired a taste for it, but there were a couple songs that I was like, ah, it's a good song, that's a good song. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, I could check that off the list. Right, I saw my first K-pop show.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can appreciate the craft, even if uh, you're not a, personally a fan of it. But yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. I'm not listening to any, any of their music, but uh, I'll have to give it a try if it's getting a thumbs up from Mr. and Mrs. Damon. Yes,
1: yes, I would give it a thumbs up. Uh, let me recommend uh, two songs. And this, swear, First of all, wait, first of all, I got to tell you this. Uh, the, the In a lot of their songs, they say this line, and I find it hilarious every time they fucking say it. Uh, they will say the following Black pink in your
2: area. <laughs> what? <laughs> it sounds me. like a, a, a doctor's diagnosis. <laughs> no, I know. What are your symptoms? I've got black pink in my area. Oh, <laughs> give you some ointment for that. Yes, I'm the salve. I, I need a,
1: yes. Uh, black pink in your area. I always say black pink in your areola. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
2: that's it. That's the Super J cast content we're all tuning into.
1: That's for. it. Um, and, uh, and then the other one, that I, or two other ones, is uh, one of the girls' name is is uh, Rose, I believe. Uh, Rose. And uh, she does a song called On the Ground. I was like, ah, oh, this is a real, f- this, I like this song a lot. Um, That's one I can recommend. And then uh, the other one is, uh, <laughs> this is the name of the song, dude. It's doo-dip, doo-dip, doo do do That is the name of the song. Uh, but uh, it's them kind of. Uh, how is how is do do spelled? D U dash D U dash. Like if you look it up, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, and uh, they it's uh, apparently it's like they're making the sound that of a gun, right? Like a machine gun. So I'll hit you with that. Do 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 do. That's that's
2: it. Thank you. <laughs> I've looked it up. It's it's DDU. I think that's an important distinction. Yeah. But the When you did it, you made it sound like the the little ditty off of the UK quiz show Countdown. They go do <laughs> well, I mean, uh, which I'm sure very few of our listeners are going to be familiar with. But
1: but those that are, uh, well, yeah. they're enjoy. Oh, it. There you go. You can have
2: that one for free. Ear, ear
1: to ear grin. Ear to ear grin for those people. Uh, yes. Well, I don't know. I don't look. Uh, but yes, they. Uh, It was quite the production. And and here's the thing, cool thing, too. Again, 70,000 people, MetLife Stadium, that whole thing. Uh, And then, like, the sky fucking opened up, and it was pouring rain. But those young ladies didn't miss a beat. They were right there in the rain, everyone getting soaked, and then the rain stopped. (laughs) It's nice. Like it was like cooling, like it was like a it was like a like, like a little dip in a pool. It was nice,
2: it felt good. Great, that's a great story.
1: Speaking of uh, seventy two thousand, look at look at look at a uh, big Joe going to uh, Wembley Stadium <laughs> soon. He's he's really looking forward to it. From what he was talking about, <laughs>
2: it's it's a card that's been booked deliberately by Tony Khan to irritate me personally because mm. I wasn't keen on Adam Cole or MJF. As it is, and now we've got two matches of the fuckers on the on the show. Like, what's going on? This, this has got to be a calculated attempt to upset me. And and I, I did try to bail out, but Dan and, and Sipsy and Alan are, are not having it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be sitting there having a thoroughly miserable time—the worst time I've had at Wembley since um, God Christ, the FA Cup semi-final in two thousand nine. Mm. So, um, I hate Wembley Stadium. I thought
1: you were going to say Live Aid. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> when I saw a fucking uh, Aztec camera, no, the Aztec camera wasn't on the show. So f- shut up. Um, all right, hey, uh, um, you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna have a good time. You're gonna meet a lot of our, of our listeners, right?
2: Yeah. If you're if you are listening to this and you are going to either RevPro or All In, is it All In? Get in touch. Shoot me a message or Twitter, whatever. And make sure you join us for a pre-show drink. Mm-hmm. We haven't decided where or when it will be, but there will be one. And you will be buying um, sure <laughs> Yes, you will be buying me and Editor Dan a pint yes. for all the, the wonderful content we give you. So have your wallets ready. Um, don't bother telling us your names. Don't want to do any small talk. Just, <laughs> just put the drink in my hands and fuck <laughs> off. That, that is oh that might be the line of
1: the day. I and I think it's great. One of the greatest moments ever. I'm, I'm sitting in the Tokyo Dome. Uh and all of a sudden, like I'm just, you know, watching the matches. For, like It was like from behind over my shoulder, somebody hands me a beer. I was like one of our one of our listeners. I think his name was uh last name was Quan. I want to say.
2: Um I was just like, holy shit, hey thanks but yeah yeah that is what I want I want a, a stream of people coming up to me in my seat at Wembley yeah. just handing me drinks yeah. Being, I just say sorry about the show Joel ah <laughs> uh, that would be wonderful like, my I, I, ideal scenario here is me reaching the state that you're in <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 14 night one watch two if matches asleep, sleep away <laughs> That would be a result for
1: me. I'll take that. <laughs> I would love that. That would make my fucking day for sure. Ah, look, you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna see the boys. Uh, you'll, you know, hopefully get a couple in you. And uh, ah, you know what? It, it, it's the event. You're going for the event, not necessarily to watch uh, sexy. A lineup. And again, this goes right back to what I was saying before, this, 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 this trend in pro wrestling right now that, man, sell the tickets first and then put whatever the fuck they're going to do <sighs> later. Uh, and, and another thing, I absolutely loathe these numbnuts, these fucking dopes that defend this. Well, you're gonna. Wouldn't it be great if they didn't announce anything and you just hear the music and the reaction? That is absolute, just brainwashed. You, you, like, here's here's when I read stuff like that. All I think is, well, Vince McMahon won. (laughs) Vince McMahon won. Yes, yeah.
2: Poisoned the well. You know
1: what? He just waited. It was a waiting game, and he just waited and waited and waited and waited until. People don't know any better. Like people just don't know any better. And they accept it. They accept the fist fuck. They just unlubed. They just take the whole fist right up to the elbow. And then they play jacks inside their own asshole. (laughs) (laughs) They take, they take a course in sign language in their own asshole because that's exactly what this is.
2: You know, we could do this thing where we sort of isolate clips of audio from our podcast mm. and make them into sort of little YouTube highlight, <laughs> things to do, little teasers to get people to listen. Yeah. That is what ours is going to be. Yeah. What's that
1: called? Like a no pop list. reel or something like that, or like whatever, like bands yeah. do that to kind of like get booked. <laughs> yes. We should do that. That should be, that should be top and front and center. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Speaking of bits. Uh, Remember that one time we had, uh, I, I think the week prior, we had both going on a little bit of a Naito rant that he was a boob and that he was a, you know, and I'm playing, I, I played like Nine Inch Nails Hurt or something. <laughs> I was like underneath. And that's how we just cold opened on that. Yes. That was a good bit Yeah,
2: because we were just gassing him out because we were certain he was going to win the, the G1. Right. And he did. Right. But we, uh, we just do that every year now, and like a broken clock. Mm. This year, Woo. I was correct. I did. Did you predict nine thirty two? I can't remember. I think you might have predicted. I think Will at uh, first. osprey. I can't, yeah. yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I was right this time. I nailed it. You
1: nail it all the time, dude. You're like the smartest guy in the fucking room. Let me tell you something. Like it's amazing.
2: I I nearly I nearly got banned uh, from the Discord Pickums contest because I changed my picks because I sort of taught myself into. Hikoleo having a good tournament, and I got accused of insider trading. Oh, like, what, what did they think with the, with the circumstances? Were there like Hikaleo sending me a DM on Twitter, being like, hey, no, man. keep this under your hat. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to the quarterfinals." <laughs> right,
1: that's not happening. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you you do find a way to uh, kind of have a little bit of a little bit of a crystal ball. I stink, I stink at it. I think it. I mean, I was kind of close, but. You know, whatever. What are you going to do? I think
2: this is the first time I've managed to correctly predict the finals ever in the history of this podcast. I don't think I've got anything since we've been doing our unofficial G1 Pickums. But, um, I mean, it had to happen sooner or later. Did you win? Uh, No. I mean, the Pickums contest, it was a bit different. So the wrestlers were arranged into four tiers based on their sort of kayfabe power. And we had to pick one wrestler from each tier and all the picks had to be unique so you couldn't pick the same as anyone else so I picked uh, Naito, Shota, Hikoleo and ELP and I finished like, I don't know sort of 15th or 10th or something I wasn't in danger of losing although with the starts that Hikoleo and ELP had and Naito had a slow start as well I was sort of hovering near the bottom so it was looking a bit hairy for a moment but I, I, I finished in a respectable place okay
1: all right, that's good. You don't have to do the punishment. What was the punishment? Can we say it on the air? Uh,
2: I don't think it's been decided yet. I think the person who won the Pickums uh, gets to decide the punishment for the person who finished last. And I think the last place was Mint from our Discord.
1: Oh, yeah, so that name sounds familiar. Bad luck,
2: mate. Mm-hmm. For first, the forest, not only the forest defeat at the hands of Arsenal. And now you're going to have to eat shit with some sort of terrible. Um, can I make a suggestion? Prize, no? Yeah, can
1: I make a suggestion? Oh, go on. Yeah. Uh, fuck the movie. I say, elbow deep in the ass, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> so the winner is inserting their yes. Whole hand. forearm. Okay. Yep.
1: yep. I-, I like it. Right? Okay. I mean, listen, we got to make it worth, you know, you, you, you don't want to lose these. So I say, do the old fist fuck, right in the old, just stretch out his asshole just, or her. Uh, asshole! Just stretch it right out. That's the punishment.
2: Uh, absolutely fair and appropriate. <laughs>
1: appropriate.
2: All right. Well, that's the show for this week, <laughs> right? Yeah, we managed to get two anal fisting references in with, in the space of what ten minutes. That's going to well, be a new record. That
1: is. That is really good for us. That is really good for us. All right. Look, I know we got a lot to talk about. I know we got uh, some wrap up of this uh, G1 thing and uh, probably other stuff. So why don't you, as you always do, professionally, soundly, and uh, with great enthusiasm, drive that boat. Big balls. (laughs) And with big balls, stugats.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's start with. The semi-finals. William says, Joel, as a man now back in England, do you also feel a sense of confusion that American sports commentators refer to the quarter slash semi-finals of which there are multiple as the semi-final, but the final, the only one as the finals? Now, I've not noticed this. Is that correct, Damon? You, as an American man from America, Mm. would you refer to it as singular, the semi-final, and then the finals in plural?
1: Yeah. Yes semifinal what? yeah actually you could throw an s on the semifinals like, you know because usually it's uh honestly in, in a lot of sports u.s based sports it's uh like conference championship or conference finals um because usually uh, teams are paired off into two dare i say conferences uh so that's, I think that's a little bit more uh, U.S. based. I don't, not you know, you don't really hear semifinals that much. Um, I think you hear conference finals a lot, or or division finals. Thank you.
2: Hey, speaking of finals, do you know who's in? F- sorry, final singular. Who's in the women's World Cup final? I do because fun fact, I watched.
1: The uh Australian what are they, the Matildas? What were they called? is it Matildas? Yeah, Matilda's Yes, against, against uh, the Lionesses. Ingerland. And uh hey look, Joel, it might be coming so home. Big fuck
2: you to all our Australian
1: listeners. Yes, yes. I feel bad. They were excited, but then I don't. Uh, you don't. I know you don't. Um but I do. And uh yeah, I saw it was tied up. At one I think when I when I popped it on and then England scored that killer fucking goal and it killed the crowd and then they Australia was pushing like they were they had pl- lots of opportunities it felt like um mm. and then that 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 third goal was just a fucking backbreaker and they you know what are you going to do it was like what is I- shout
2: out to Arsenal's Alessio Russo yes our top place.
1: yes uh yeah it was I I I I'm gonna give you a hot take here. I'll give you a hot take. I think I would like the women's World Cup more than I'd like the men's cup.
2: That's it. If you you want a job done properly, you send the woman to do a man's work. So <laughs> hopefully the lionesses can get the job done where the men miserably fail to do so. Look, no, the men came close. To be fair, no, actually they didn't. They came close in the Euros, the World Cup. They got knocked out in the quarterfinals. So no, they didn't get anywhere near it. So. Yeah. Go on, the ladies, bring it home.
1: I think so. I think, and I think they will. They'll defeat Spain, and it's going to be party time at Joel's house.
2: All right. Uh, there was also a party at the Ryoku Rio Goku. That's a terrible mm. segue. Not only was it a bad segue, but also fucked up the name of the venue. So <laughs> I am just going to hang my head in shame here for a bit. Let's. <laughs> I think we should go through the the, the back end of the uh, Sumo Hall based finals chronologically because that I think is going to make more narrative sense as we analyze these. So let's do uh Kazuchika Okada, he defeated Evil in 18 minutes and 8 seconds with the Rainmaker, so Okada advanced to the final. And I thought this is quite smartly built upon Evil's previous two wins. So the manner of his victory against Shingo and the manner of his victory against Sanada were built into this Okada match with very dramatic near falls. I think it was done as effectively as you could hope for an Evil match. I I suppose there was some reasonable doubt that Evil might go through to the final because you you could have done Evil Nighter. That would have made sense. Mm. So I think that created a good sense of drama and doubt in people's minds. Um, There was a moment when, towards the end, Evil hit the Evil, but it was on the other side. It was like the left side of Evil, not the right side of Evil. Not that anyone would have noticed, that. I certainly didn't notice it. And When he hit it, everyone was like, fuck, he's going to go. He's going through to the final. So... Uh, I was pooing myself. Because, you know, whilst I am the Resident Evil apologist, I don't want him in a G1 final. Right. You know, that's insane. And I think he... That, I mean, this for me, that th- this is the sweet spot for Evil. This is as deep as I want him to go in a tournament. Semi-final, absolutely fine. Hot crowd. Everyone was behind Okada. And there wasn't too much shenanigans in there. And do uh, you want, want a, a spicy take here? I think... I think the shenanigans for House of Torture Evil are hiding a good but not great wrestler i mean if evil suddenly went back to not cheating would he would it be that much of an improvement upon this iteration of evil i'm not sure it would be you know we look back at the the, the back catalogue of okada evil matches what was the best one maybe the g1 match in 2017 or, or 2019 that that was a good match it wasn't a great match no i mean I I don't know. Am I way off base here saying that perhaps this gimmick is good for evil? Um, Here's what it does. It allows,
1: like it doesn't expose him to, to a 30 minute match that, you know, historically he doesn't have the best track record in. Um, So yeah, I mean, it provides some smoke and mirrors for him. Absolutely. Um, Look, as much as we bitch and moan about it, it did exactly what it wanted to do, right? I mean, the idea that people were panicking that evil could win and you know ultimately did not, I mean, that's what all that was for, right? Like to have that energy with people watching not wanting
2: evil to get the win and, and Okada right. being the hero. Right, and funnily enough, the only thing that killed the energy of the crowd, stone dead, was Okada locking on the money clip.
1: <laughs> right, which it always does. Um, which is that's a perfect example of New Japan. Just you know, they're going to shoehorn things in. They're going to. They're just going to keep going to the fucking well. Uh, and again, whether that's Okada just being stubborn or if that's whatever, like the idea of that. Of, of them still trying to get that over as a secondary finisher is, is, is it's almost funny at this point. It's almost comical, but evil. Um, I think evil did. I think both guys did, did well in this match. Was this a classic match? Was this a match that you're going to go back and watch? Probably not. Um, um, but again, that being said for what it was in the moment, uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Like it, 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 Evil's participation accomplished what we all knew was was the goal. Um, I guess people were just concerned how deep it was going to go. Um, and right up to the elbow, <laughs> right, right, exactly, unlubed. So I mean, I, I guess that that was everyone's concern. But you know, it felt good to uh, to be. Somewhat on edge, if it, it, it somewhat you know it felt good, a little bit, right? Like, like yeah. maybe it was just a finger or two in the ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Just, just we're not yeah. we're not going for you know it's brutality. A little bit of a prostate massage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who happy. who doesn't like that? And that's what New Japan gave us: two fingers, two fingers.
2: Fantastic. Uh, looking forward for. Evil then and, and Sanada as well. So apparently Sanada's been working through uh, a bicep tear, which sounds quite nasty. I don't know how accurate that is, but um yeah, I hope he gets better soon. But Dad Bod God says with a loss to Evil in the G One, will Sanada make it to Wrestle Kingdom to face Naito? And Stewon says excited for the Evil versus Cobb main event of Wrestle Kingdom Eighteen. <laughs> so we did set up at the finals, uh, Evil attacking Sanada. So probably that's. Good, is you think that's likely to be the main event at Destruction in Sumo Hall? I mean, I don't... I, I'm not excited for that. I don't think they've got particularly good chemistry. I don't love the matches they've had historically. Uh, the, the best bit of their long feud has been uh, Dick Togo jumping through that table at Wrestle Kingdom. So if they do something like that at Destruction, uh, I'm all on board. But uh, yeah, not particularly excited for the... If that is the Destruction main event, the Evil versus Sanada match. But I do not see evil winning that no. and going into the Tokyo Dome as the champion. Although it would be very funny if he did uh, look at this point,
1: I put nothing past them. Um, and especially if Sonata is, you know, if, if, if that bicep tear is, is, you know, something that's going to put him on a shelf for, for a little bit. Um, I don't know if that's something you can tape up, you know, and just fight through. Uh, So, you know, I guess that that'll be a real indicator. And again, they'll probably just fucking turn a blind eye to it and be like, well, you know, even if he can't defend it, (laughs) are they going to are they going to strip him of the title? I don't think so. So I think they'll do something, whether again, whether it's an angle where, you know, House of Torture doing their House of Torture things and wind up winning the title, which would make people's heads explode, I'm sure. But uh. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on if Sonata can work through that injury.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. I mean, he's being announced for shows going forward. He's announced a Royal Quest, so I don't think that's uh, a huge concern. Hard subject to change. <laughs> well, look, I would like to go to this Royal Quest show, and if Sonata pulls out, then I pull out. Oh. No, no Sonata, no Joel. Wow. Listen to this. Look at that. Listen to this big boast.
1: Uh, I don't think that's true. I think where is the Rev Pro show? Is it the at the uh what was that called? That fucking tiny Copper ass arena. That's
2: no, Copper Box. Oh, Okay, it's where they did the first Royal Quest. Okay,
1: that's well, a bigger building. Good. Okay, I thought it was in that tiny little place <laughs> they would do. Uh... Nice. No, no,
2: so apparently, it's a nice venue. I've never been there. Looking forward to going there for the Rev Pro show on the 26th. And yeah, hopefully, if I can get myself tickets for Royal Quest. I will be there too. Uh, Same rules apply. Just hand me the pint, piss off, uh, and I'll be happy. Right. (laughs) Let's uh, move on to the other semi-final. So this was uh, Tetsuya Naito defeating Will Ospreay in 29 minutes, 58 seconds with Destino. So Tetsuya Naito advanced to the final. Now this, I think we've got to separate this into two parts here. So the first 80% of the match, just spectacular. These guys have got brilliant chemistry. I love their series last year. And this year they just picked up where they left off, and you know, for all the humming and hiring people do about Naito and oh he's washed and he's broken down, blah blah blah. There were some amazing spots in this, like incredible reversals. There was like a a power bomb reversed into like a was it a poison runner or something? Just executed absolutely flawlessly by by both guys. I mean, it's a you know participatory thing, but. You could tell that Naito had sort of saved himself for the back. It was a, a backloaded tournament right. in terms of his work rate, right? and I thought they were just knocking it out of the park. Um, the crowd—I I mean, the crowd—weirdly was kind of almost leaning towards Osprey. He was getting quite a lot of chance there, and you know that—that's kind of nice to see the crowd show some appreciation for Osprey. Maybe that will help uh, sway his decision one way or the other when it when it comes to uh, what he's going to do next year. But yeah, this match was going great, and then. And then Ospreay, unfortunately, one of those low hook kicks and just booted Naito in the face. Some, you know, obviously was not intentional. Naito knocked loopy, So leaving the safety police stuff to the side, like, oh, should they have called the match off? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you, you can't do that. Like, what's Ospreay going to do? He's going to go to Naito. Oh, sorry, mate. I've knocked you, loopy. I know you're supposed to win this, but just lay down. Let, let, let me win. Just trust me, bro. Like, obviously, that's not going to happen. And what followed was one of the most dramatic and memorable and unusual things I've ever seen in a, a wrestling match as Osprey, you know, you could you could hear him, like, he was picking up Naito and talking to him and saying, like, Hidden Blade, duck it, Naito-san, come on, let's go, let's go, you can do it, we do it together, one more move, and Chris Chant was doing his best to sort of talk over that and say, oh, he's taunting him, he's taunting him, but there was a real sense of drama like you know whether or not Naito could actually complete this match there was that moment where uh he they they did the hidden blade straight after that Naito ducked it and I was like oh he's okay and then Naito was running towards him to do some sort of counter move and just kind of swipe towards Osprey's face and collapse and I was thinking oh no Mm. it it really looked bad for a second there so like you you want to give credit to Osprey for uh Basically, always literally carrying Naito through the rest of that match. It was like he was wrestling Yoshihiko, you know, the (laughs) blow up doll at the end. He's he's destinoing himself. So, you know, that was a a spectacular bit of uh, sort of ring general, generalship from Osprey to be able to, you know, get through the match, you know, relatively cleanly. It looked good. But I, th- that did take me out of the match. Into you know, it broke my suspension of disbelief because then instead of watching it like, oh, is Naito going to beat Will Osprey to get to the finals? I'm thinking, can Naito, the the person, actually get through this yeah. match? Is he seriously hurt? So. It was very exciting and compelling from that perspective, but that sort of detracted from my enjoyment of it in a kayfabe sense. But either way, just a, a spectacular match and one that I, I won't be forgetting in a hurry.
1: Yeah, it was it, uh, to me, it was one of the moments of G1, which didn't have all that many, but yes, a thousand percent. And, you know, you're right in the sense that it did feel like more than m- most G1s that... People were leaving stuff in the tank um, to get to their marquee matches. And I think in the case of Naito, that's exactly what we saw. Um, And he left it all in the ring. You know, (laughs) like he, uh, you know, he did his damnedest. And you could tell that he was fucked up. And again, this is a guy who, you know, aside from the knees, The 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 eye issues that have been plaguing him in recent years, and have you know, there's been tons of speculation on him, uh, you know, having a a relatively short career because of it. And I'm sure that kick did that that injury no favors, and you could tell that he was knocked loopy, and and yeah, Osprey, while. You know, look, it would have been wonderful if uh it was a little bit quieter, uh a little bit more low-key, but you know, I can appreciate Will just trying to pardon a pun will uh Naito over the finish line and and getting him getting getting to the other side in relatively okay shape. It was scary to see. Um the fact that he was able to perform uh, in the finals is pretty amazing to me, and it, and it feels like I don't know, man. Like the the whole Will Osprey thing and the conversation that we had last week really got me down. Like the the idea of him possibly uh, you know moving on from New Japan is really a a troubling thought um and again we have people I, I just to to make sure it's clear in everyone's mind we do have people that can go now but i'm talking about 2 3 years from now is is what i'm thinking of and and to and to ask these type of performances from guys who you know they're 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 they're, they're in bad shape i let's not say bad shape but they're in they got a lot of fucking miles Right, and we've said it a million times. So, um, the idea of 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 him moving on is really troubling to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the G one that he's had, and the people he's given most of his opponents their best matches in this G one, and you know whether that's coaxing like a, a half passable match out of Kenta, brilliant match he had with Taichi. The Okada match was okay you know that could have been better but that was hamstrung by the time but the, the Finlay match the ELP match uh the Yoshi match was really good uh, this nighttime match it was just a really outstanding G1 from him and he's having an amazing year there's no one quite like him in terms of the sort of selflessness and his ability to make his opponents look good um so Figure Collector says, how great was Will Ospreay during the G1? Um, David says, have New Japan missed the boat on an Ospreay G1 win and Wrestle Kingdom title win? I'm a big Naito fan, but Osprey stock surely can't get any higher. I think they should have made this his time. So do you think what they might have erred there? Or, or do you think that's... A, I, I think that's something, if he signs on the dotted line and extends his deal with New Japan, yep. then I think that's a, an easy direction for the G1 within the next two years.
1: No doubt. I mean, but that's the big question mark. And so, you know, it, it, it makes sense from that perspective of, okay, you know, if, if nothing is set in stone, then, you know, we gotta, we gotta have the guy that's going to stick around, um, get the win. And again, I'm not saying that he definitely is, but I, I feel like there was a strong possibility. Look, I'm going to do something here, Joel, that's probably a little bit. Terrible in the sense of, why don't you just fucking tell us? Uh, and I know I, I, can, I can feel you sweating over there, <laughs> but I'm going to give a pastrami sandwich. Pastrami sandwich alert. Uh, I think, and, and I don't want to get, I, I can't get into details, and Joel knows. Uh, I can't get into great details, but I think that this coming Wrestle Kingdom season, is going to post-wrestle kingdom is going to be a uh, a sad time for New Japan pro wrestling fans. And I think that uh, – I don't think I know that, and Joel as well, that uh, names that I think people uh, are fans of are going to be disappointed. Let's and I can leave it at that, but know that come wrestle Kingdom season um I think we're all going to be <sighs> planning for the future with some empty space. Let's put it that way
2: and that's that's always been the nature of uh, people working for new Japan that. It, it can be a cyclical thing. I mean, they come in for a few years, especially if they're not Japanese, that it, it is the flights, you know, having those long haul flights over there and the hotels and the lifestyle and stuff of doing those tours for New Japan is a grind, And especially if you're leaving family back home for, for all the workers involved. That's not something that many people commit to full time. So it's, it's all part and parcel of the businesses. And especially now that there is more, competition and more places to work for in the US that that's a it's a threat to New Japan and something they're going to have to deal with whether that is by you know backing up a a dump load truck full of money Will Ospreay's doorstep to try and get him to re-up I think he deserves it more than anyone else he's been probably the best wrestler on the planet for the, the last couple of years Um, and yeah he'd be a huge loss if he goes now I'm not necessarily saying I think he will go because he's given the US title a bit of a makeover. Now, it looks to be the IWGP UK title. Mm-hmm. So that's added of paint and he's rebranded that and Yota Suji got a pin on him in the, the final show. So he that looks like a, a challenge that, you know, that could be the main event for Royal Quest on uh, October 14th. I think that would be a great choice for a main event, Osprey versus Suji, because, you know, Suji's got history in the UK as well. I, I think that will be... A, really great. I'd be happy with that if I do go for that being a main event. So, you know, maybe that could be something to hang your hat on. If you are hoping that Osprey stays that typically that wouldn't be the sort of direction for someone who had one foot out the door of the company.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, And again, you know, it's if, if, if on top of Will Osprey, there are other things, which there, there will be, there, there will be. And again, I'm I'm eating a sandwich on that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like we're in this really weird area where we have, quite honestly, a frenemy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we have this partnership and this relationship, and that. Again, I I, I question how it's helping New Japan because it feels like it's just an opportunity for Tony to just cherry pick, just buy, you know.
2: Yeah, but what's the alternative, though? If, if they don't have this partnership, that doesn't stop AEW from existing and from trying to poach the talent. AEW are going to be trying to tap people up whether or not New Japan have a partnership with them. D-
1: true. Well, a thousand percent true. I, I guess the, the point is is this this idea of I don't know. When I hear partnership, I, I I feel like it's you know, both parties benefit. I don't I don't know if there's a benefit. Um I, I personally I I think the idea, Joel, of a international company for New Japan is at this point it's just a pipe dream. Like it's just a pipe dream. It I feel like that window has closed. And I would love for them to just focus on being New Japan Pro Wrestling again. Um, maybe one or two shows in the states. I, I don't think. I don't think this is a a touring company. I don't think this is a. Uh, a I really just w- would love to see them back in home base and tightening up the ship a little bit. And I don't know. It just feels like that there's there's this constant disappointment in them trying to expand and 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 point after point after point after point in time it's just one of those things where i just don't think they they should at this point <laughs> like i just feel like they they need to tighten up the things at home before they worry about expanding. And there are plenty of places where they can improve in Japan because, you know, and again, we say it a lot that you can't really go by Twitter and you can't really go by, you know, comments elsewhere. But, you know, there are, there are people that are very unhappy with where the company is. And, and, and from a, from a, from a Japanese fan perspective, um, there's a lot of discontent. I'll
2: just go into some of those. Please, Sorry, yeah, no go, did, yeah, because um, you know, we've seen stuff with like the Road stock prices taking a massive hit. It was down like twenty percent or something in a single day. I think, uh, from what I understand, that's more due to their mobile apps division. Some of their mobile apps bombed this year, not connected to new japan pro wrestling insider trading but, joel
1: insider uh, trading
2: <laughs> <laughs> apparently uh obari he's going on to taichi's str- youtube stream to talk about some of these mm. fan complaints from the japanese fan base so like there have been some dissatisfaction with the setup at sumo hall with the tickets being overpriced and, and having four people to a box rather than two people to a box uh, people said that's too cramped, you know, being put together with strangers. It's a, a COVID risk. Saying the ticket prices are too high. Cards are not so interesting that the finals been full of multi-man matches. Um, even stuff like fan behavior, you know, people taking videos or holding towels and cameras and smartphones above their heads and blocking other people's views. Complaints about the the setup of the G one. They're saying like thirty two people is too many. Uh, so uh, and even like apparently Shibato had been telling fans at an autograph session to tell Obari to book him in New Japan matches. So oh, wow. yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff that they could be doing to um, satisfy their home fan base before they. You know, really try and get in the weeds for the U.S. expansion, but I don't think the two things are mutually exclusive. Like all those things I just mentioned can be addressed without having to pull the plug on whatever they're trying to do in the states. But I mean, facing facts, as soon as AEW became a thing, that cannibalised the, the massive, massive chunk of their U.S. viewership. So it was—it's never going to go back to the way it was pre-AEW. Um, you know, we will come on to discussing and, and previewing some of the shows they've got in the States. But um, yeah, definitely work to be done to um, improve relations with the, the domestic fans.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, like if you, if you, like, I don't necessarily watch a lot of AEW because it's, I don't know, sometimes I feel like it's just not for me. It's shit. It's shit and it's for idiots. Yeah, so, I, I mean, would you? I hate to say it, but I, like, like it's, it re, you would think it, that it would, but it just doesn't land for me a lot of times. There are things that where people say, you got to watch this match. And of course, I'll, I'll, I'll find it and pop it on. And I, and there are good things, but I just think overall, it's just a, a product that just doesn't land for me. I don't, you know, it just doesn't. So yeah, I mean, I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm not a fan of this relationship i'm not a fan of i'm not I, I don't know i just don't have any real passion for this partnership that feels like it's just you know, new japan is like one of those stepping stones to for bigger and brighter pastures and easier travel and and again more money and and you're an instant star because you're on TV in the States.
2: Well, if, if CM Punk allows it. <laughs> yeah. I
1: know people get all upset, but I do. Listen, you, you have to appreciate his passion at the very least, right? Like he's very passionate about his beliefs and what he thinks the pro wrestling company should be. Um, I just think sometimes it's, I don't know, like like it, it's sometimes it's causes it's more harm than good. Um But I, but like, I, I kind of, I don't kind of like, I definitely see his point, in a in a lot of what he complains about, but um yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, people, I just find him to be, I, I, I just find it like, you know how like you get a rise out of, New Japan doing things that just fucking annoy a million people, right? <laughs> to me, that's CM yeah. Punk for me. Like, I, like I, I love the, f- oh, yeah. I love the fact that he just does shit that pisses people off. Like, I, I kind of like that. <laughs> kind of like that.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, as a neutral observing it all from afar, is extremely funny. Um, but yeah, it's it's always good fun rattling people's cages from time to time. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> kindred spirits, me and bird bones fill. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's uh, stick with the G1 here and move on to the G1 Climax Final, which uh, took place the next day. Good attendance here. So this was uh, 8,283 uh, packed into expensive uh, cramped four-to-a-box in <laughs> Super Hall to see uh, Tetsuya Naito defeat Kazuchika Okada. 34 minutes, 18 seconds with a Destino. Uh, ben says football is back. If the G1 final participants were football teams, who would Naito beat? Okada is obviously Manchester City. So I'm going to say Naito's Arsenal, Ooh. and this is going to be a portent for the season to come. Just as Naito wins the G1 Climax and England win the World Cup, Arsenal will win every competition they enter. We just, we're just going to win it all, just like Naito. Wow. Does. Uh, Troy says, is Okada Naito one of the best New Japan feuds ever, and would you extend it to one of the best wrestling feuds ever? Yes. I would say yes. Yeah. I absolutely adore this match, and it wasn't a work-ratey match. You know, the the Osprey naito match the day before was more spectacular, had more moves and stuff in it. But I just, I will always enjoy this match. And to me, it's a, 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 a feud that kind of transcends the star ratings. It's just like every time they step in the ring together, it's like a new chapter of an ongoing, beautiful story that just really resonates with what I love. From professional ref- wrestling, you know, there's nothing particularly spectacular or dangerous, you know, there's no massive high flying spots or anything. It's just for me, pro wrestling, it's fine, it's a great story. They're just adding layers upon layers of it each time. Um, the crowd just absolute red hot, you know, they were living or dying, everything that Naito did, and him suffering that I we'll would call it concussion, but being kicked in the Robbie, face, he's yeah. Poopy. I kind of lean into that brilliantly. You know, they milked that for absolute maximum drama. Uh, They they did that so well. And that added an extra layer of uh, of, uh, excitement and and trepidation to to this whole match. And callbacks to the matches they had last year, like the, I think it was a Polvo de Estrella flash pin that beat. Okada in the New Japan Cup I want to say and they they played off that you know the Stardust Press where he missed again and of course all us Naito fans <laughs> losing our minds thinking oh you know, he's fucked up again callbacks to the Wrestle Kingdom 12 matches it's callbacks galore you know if you're the kind of fan who pays attention to this stuff you are a richly deeply rewarded for that and they're just so good at pro wrestling every time one of the, the time calls is coming like 10 minutes 20 minutes I'm like no it, it has not been 20 minutes I don't believe you that's a lie like it didn't like twenty minutes. These just these guys fill up the time effortlessly. They just they have me and the crowd in the palm of their hands. It's just it's an absolute joy. It reminds me why I love professional wrestling when I see Okada and Naito wrestling. I
1: I think not only is it one of the the best feuds, I feel like it's one of the most underrated within um, New Japan. Absolutely. Um, I I wonder if the and again, you you mentioned that that callback spot. Like, I I wonder if it's it's something where in the back it's discussed um, between just you know Okada and Naito, or is there somebody to remind them of these things to make sure you incorporate this? Um, or
2: so these Red shoes? You think red shoes is involved in that? Possibly
1: uh yeah uh, possibly um and again, nobody's back there to 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 let us know that. I mean nobody's gonna tell us that, but you know maybe, maybe you know just maybe and and i I get my rocks off to the thought of this, but um you know if they're just calling that shit in the ring. You know, like to have that memory of that, to, to be able to recall that against a, a myriad of different opponents like that's to me, that's that is a pro fucking wrestler right there. Um
2: oh, I mean, they're geniuses, aren't they? I mean, we know Naito is the Stardust genius, but you can absolutely tell him specifically and also Okada being guys who would just love to get into the weeds with all these little nerdy callbacks and plan them out. Move by move. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that is what, what we come for,
1: you know what I mean? And I, I mean that figuratively and literally (laughs) that is what we come for. Um, It's, you know, it's those little nuggets that, that you get. And, and sometimes, and that's what, again, kind of leads me to believe that it's more the wrestlers themselves that are, you know, are able to do that um and 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 are willing to do that and um have the ability to do that that's to me that's whew, it's mind-blowingly great um if that's the case so you know one of those behind the curtain things that I'm always curious about is is that like is it you know is it more guys in the back okay here's the direction we want to go boys uh make sure you know that the spot is in there Or is it, you know, the two guys, you know, working it out backstage, or is it two guys in the ring doing that on the fly that, I mean, to me, that's, that's, that is a pro wrestler and, and to have that ability. And if if they're, if if that's the case, man, uh, I would just throw flowers at both of them because that's, that's, that's awesome to me.
2: In Ring Art says, how does 2023 Naito compare physically to 2018 Tanahashi? The storylines are undeniably similar. Yeah, a few people have brought that up. I mean, this does feel like Naito's last run at the top. Like, I I don't see this happening again. I mean, he's had his, what is this, his third G1 Climax win. And, you know, I think he goes on to win at Wrestle Kingdom, And I think this is your last chance to have the big money Naito title reign. And yeah, the, the parallels with Tanahashi, what I assume is going to be his last run, the, the sort of end of tail in the twenty eighteen and early twenty nineteen, those, those are very apt because yeah, a lot of parallels there.
1: Yeah. You could see it. You could see that. It's uh you know, if if, if Naito does pull it out and 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 wins the title again a Wrestle Kingdom, um I don't know. I I mean I would like to think that this is a a decent run with it, um, I, I, I would hope. You know, just to give the guy that. But you know, I I do have concerns if if in fact they do give him the title, then you know, okay, so let's 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 make this uh, substantial. I would really hope, but you know, I mean,
2: I just think in terms of making one, like, of course, in storyline sense, yeah, it would make sense for. I don't know, uh, Suji or Uemra or someone to, you know, get the title off of him straight away at new beginning. But I just think they might want to make some money with this. If this is going to be Naito's last big title reign, then if they have him on top for a good chunk of that year with the belt, main eventing, defending that title against a host of people, they can make some money. They like money. Money's good. They need it.
1: They sure do. Uh, look, mobile apps, (laughs) obviously not that what they once were. um, Look, it's it I I think honestly it's a no-brainer. Like yeah. The problem is this though. And and again, New Japan Pro Wrestling does this. And it's and so, there's only so many times I feel like you can go to the well. Ice cold Naito, right? For for long stretches of time and then they warm him up and then they cool him off and then they warm him up and then they cool him off and it's like and like like to me that that's one guy that is prone to that so much in his career like the like i i don't know if you could say the same thing about okada or tanahashi or like it just feels like the cool down period with naito is dramatic and then they want to build him back up. And it's like, I don't understand what it is with him that they do that with. I, look to wrap it up. I just, I just, I can't imagine him not winning and them not at least giving him something substantial. Um, but then I, again, I question is, is that, has that time passed? Like, is that, is that window closed already? Um, just, just, by how they handle him um b- but I will say this too if of of anybody that I have confidence with that can overcome that and and get back warmed up again it's him right it's him so fingers crossed i hope it's a, i hope it's a decent run hell hell at this point I'd be happy with him just winning the title <laughs> right I mean, let's cross that bridge first and then we'll worry about the the length of the ring
0: These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
2: Yeah, Mark says, how confident are you that Naito will be done right by at Wrestle Kingdom? There was a little nugget uh, I think Naito mentioned in an interview about. I think it was his grandfather who said he was upset that Naito didn't get to do the roll call. He was very upset by Kenta doing the Mm run-in at the end to spoil the roll call. And uh, I think he passed away after that. And then Kenta responded to that by saying, I'm happy I would do it again. (laughs) Proper heel work (laughs) from Kenta. But uh, um, yeah, there is, I think, that juice left for wanting to see Naito not only win the title again, but also get the successful roll call at the end of Wrestle Kingdom. So I think that's something a lot of fans are, are hanging their hat on. Uh, John says did Naito winning make up for a mediocre G1 I mean I wouldn't say the outcome made up for a, the G1 as a whole I think it was backloaded I've said that quite a few times I think once we hit the stretch where we were getting the block exclusive block final shows and then moving into the quarterfinals the semis and the finals I think it really picked up there was a lot of drama there I think the match quality increased exponentially uh, prior to that I feel that a block was doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of excitement and, and what I was interested in personally uh, where it was sort of slim pickings in the other blocks, really. But um, was it a mediocre G1? I wouldn't say so. I mean, it wasn't one of the best ones. I think if we're just looking in terms of star ratings, it's fairly middle of the road. But I think the back end of it definitely made up for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's an accurate statement. And I think that... Y- y- I mean, not for nothing. You almost have to at this point, right? Like if the if we're still going with the those guys who are once again, head and shoulders of above everybody else when it comes to star power. Um, you know, there are better better shape, better maybe even more physically gifted people at this point right now. Um there's there there are no bigger stars. You know, than those people that we mentioned before, none, um, the, you have to build that that takes time. So to have him to to expect him on night six to pull out a, a fucking banger, like, you know, like it was, you know, like 2019, I think that's asking a lot. I think, and I, and truth be told, I would rather him conserve that energy to when the matches mean the most. And, and I feel like he did. Absolutely.
2: Uh, I am Kamachi says, thoughts on people saying New Japan is being repetitive with Naito winning G1 or just New Japan being repetitive in general with the world title in G1 specifically. I mean, I think it was maybe a little bit jarring seeing this sort of focus on all the, you know, the Musketeers and the young talent and all this. But then the final four was Okada, Naito, Evil and Ospreay guys who we've seen in those big spots quite frequently over the last few years. But I think that's telling a story in and of itself that those young guys are not ready yet. I think. Um, I think Chris Hampson was saying something like this G1 is not about 2023. This is about like 2026. Correct. You know, setting the table for for all those future feuds and stuff. So, yeah, those young guys are not ready. You can't plug, you know, Tsuji's and Ubinos and stuff into semi finals and finals now um, because, you know, they're not established stars yet. They're not proven commodities in terms of drawing a house. They might get there. I hope they will get there. I'm optimistic. But I think it's sensible to lean on your established stars for now. Uh, and that also makes sense in a storyline way to, you know, as, as we have the journeys beginning for these young guys to hopefully, you know, take up the reins in the not-too-distant future.
1: Yeah, I mean, Chris is exactly right in in that. Um, this, is, this is about the future. And not only the future two years from now, but the future of January 4th. Um, I don't think any of those guys that you had mentioned have the drawing capability yet to have the main event, the biggest show of the year in time. It, it it has to happen because they've put so many, you know, their chips are in with those guys in a block. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the future. Those guys are the future. It has to work, um, but not right now. Like, you just can't. You just can't because, like, that would be just incredible amounts of, of pressure. And when it doesn't work, then they get labeled a failure or a flop or a fraud, as uh, our Discord likes to say uh, fraud watch. And that's not fair. It's just not fair to them. Um, and, and and I don't think they have that in them right now, but four years from now, three years from now, yep, they better have it because <laughs> we're fucked if they don't. <laughs> That's for sure.
2: Multiverse a says, who do you think will be the next most popular star in Japan once Naito's run is over? Could it be Suji, and he'll be uh, the one to take the title from Naito in 2024? I mean, I think that makes the most sense in a storyline manner and I mean, he looks like he's got all the tools, doesn't he? He's already got that crowd connection. If you were going to hand-pick one of these young guys to be the guy to get the crowd on side and, and have that kind of charisma and crowd connection, Suji looks like your man early on, doesn't he? Whereas I, I'd say I think Umino's come on leaps and bounds in this G1, and I think he's, for, for me, convinced me that he's going to be a future star. He seems like more of your sort of Tanahashi yeah. mould of ace, whereas Suji is your sort of counterculture, like a little bit of rebellious streak um yeah, uh, tweener superstar. Yeah, I, so.
1: I um, I mean, I think there's a lot of variables that that are out of control that that, that are going to play a factor in that in in anointing someone. Um, I think to me, it's Shoda Um, that that I feel like is the guy, right, in, in in the future. Um, but I think, like I said, I think there are are a ton of variables that are going to dictate. Where they go, like like how how guys are booked and positioned, and the matches that they have, you know, it's it's all going to play a fa- you know health injuries, um, all of that are going to play a factor. And I think it's a little bit hard to say that's the guy, but like gun to the head, it's um, I think it's I I think at this point it's between two guys. Right. Um, And it's the two guys that we mentioned.
2: Let's take some time to talk Okada then, who I thought, you know, had a tremendous performance in the final and really did a great job in building that drama and sympathy for Naito um, in a way that is not necessarily always visible. Like you can't always see Okada doing all that work, but it's there. It's absolutely there. And, And Scott says, I'm thrilled Naito won the G1. Okada has felt stale as Wrestle Kingdom foregone conclusion are you craving an okada shake up maybe he finley for bullet club leadership <laughs> gabe kid is his second fused with the ray with three musketeers okada hates the youth uh, william says which the three musketeers will okada face the dome and Darius says what is next for okada i mean for wrestle kingdom you can do anything with him you know there's there's so many opponents you could line up for him at the moment i would say Danielson probably makes the most sense for him to get his win back at Wrestle Kingdom, but there's plenty of other directions you could go in. Um, what do you think is next for Remaker? Um, I don't... Oh, of course he's got to defend his never six man open oh, title, right. lest we forget. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, look, he's arguably in the conversation of best pro wrestler ever right i think i think he's in that conversation um and you're right he can do and work with anyone and i think it would be a solid match and if you're going to book dream matches um he's a guy that is definitely on your short list of 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 a person you would want to put in that role um look he, he's always going to be in the mix He's always going to be high up on the card. Um, and I would have zero problem having him, having him be a challenger for um a big boy belt. Right? It just makes sense. Um I worry that and, and I want to be very clear, this is not part of my pastrami sandwich. Okay. Uh this is not a piece of bread nor meat. Of any kind. What's left for him to do? What more is there to do? Where do we, what, what, what I, and even a, a, a bigger question is like, what does he want to do? Like, I see him as a guy who could possibly spend some time in the States. He's had a terrible time from a professional wrestling standpoint in the states, uh, with his with his time in TNA. I mean, that was just horrific. Uh but like does does that does he have that itch to go to the states like his like his buddy did. Um that's what I worry about because him being bored and him being, I've, I've done everything I can. What else is there is a is a huge concern of mine. And to have an opportunity with a company like AEW where it wasn't there five years ago um, might be appealing to him. And that would be concerning.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can see your concerns because he is friends with the Young Bucks, isn't he? But sure is. um, I, think he's, I, I think he's a company man. I think he's going to be... I, I, I don't think he will be leaving. And I think there's plenty of him to do just with that new generation we talked about. I think Yuya Uemura will be the guy who he's positioned against. And that will be his next task, I think, helping to get Yuya and the, you know all the other young guys established as stars within the next five years okay you're him you know that's a big ask okay, yeah. right you're him you happy with that um i would be yeah because i mean i think that is going to come with plenty of you know main events and title reigns and stuff i don't you know just because he's won it all that doesn't mean he's not going to continue to win accolades as as the time goes on i mean that's the best way to do it isn't it if i'm you know, planning a long term story where, let's say, Is Yuya, is finally going to overcome Okada. The, the the time and place to do that is at a Wrestle Kingdom with Okada as IWGP Champion. So, I think he's a guy who you know you you will be looking at to help get these guys into top gear over the next few years. And yeah, I I would do that if I were okay. I'm sure.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm just going to play devil's advocate. You have a choice: two years, three years. I'm going to go to the states. And I'm gonna make some bank. I'm gonna I'm gonna cash in. And I would think that Tony, being the New Japan Pro Wrestling super fan that he is, would take that in a heartbeat and would push him to the moon. I don't think he's going to be a mid carter. So for two or three years, he's there with the opportunity to perform in front of seventy thousand people. Right, as opposed to at best half of that on on New Japan's best day, I would be think okay, I could put over the the youngsters, or I could leave that for somebody else to do, and I can go make some money and come back, and when these guys are established then I could swoop in and do all that because I'm in the sunset of my career and I got the money in my back pocket to to show for it. And now I'll put over these guys.
2: Making a lot of generalizations. I I think no, no, I I am about to make some generalizations here. And I would say, I think the sort of Japanese workplace culture of loyalty to your employers I, I, you know, I'm guessing it, and again, that doesn't apply to everyone. Um, but I would say he would feel a sense of responsibility to help establish the next generation, uh, rather than chasing the biggest paycheck.
1: Okay. I, 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 I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case. Um, again, we're just talking out loud here. We are just throwing shit against the wall, right? Nothing, nothing. Let it be known is is uh, a part of the pastrami sandwich.
2: Yeah, I mean look, we could be Who do you think the pastrami sandwich is
1: about, I'm by the three. way? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Make up a name. We gotta we gotta deflect.
2: <laughs> uh it's about
1: <laughs> <Is> it down, <laughs> beep it out. Definitely it's boop uh, <laughs> sad to see boop. But
2: Aramitha says, David, as a music fan, I'm sure you're familiar with the phrase imperial phase. Mm-hmm. How many of the G1 semi-finalists are in their wrestling imperial phase? What does that mean?
1: Okay. Uh, so it's my understanding that it is um, when a band or an artist is not only selling a lot, like like you know, their albums are are selling and downloaded and all that, but uh from a creative perspective, like it's like their best work, right? So it's like they they hit both levels at the same time, like they peak. Um, uh, hmm. Like it would be like the equivalent of, a, I don't know. I'll give you a Beatles and and people can argue it to the sun, but like, like the white album being like their pinnacle of commercial and creative success. Um, let's see here. Will, I think will even has more to give and and more to go so so i even think he there's another level he can obtain um okada i think we're past that i think we're past that i think his peak was you know tanahashi uh and omega stuff all right uh who else was in the semifinals? I'm having a brain for it.
2: <laughs> evil. Uh, yeah, evil,
1: evil. To me, evil has so much more to give. Um, I would hate to to see him just where he's at right now. Like I, I would hate that. Um, I, I do think that there's more there, but maybe there's not, and and maybe you're right from the very jump where. You know, House of Torture is a sweet spot. Um, and then uh, <sighs> who else?
2: We well, did Okada. I did Okada Osprey Evil? Uh, did you Naito? No, I
1: didn't do Naito. I think <laughs> and, and and I think that this is a if if this run comes to pass, I think this is uh, we're we're on the downward trend has to be downward trend um from a from a pro wrestling in ring perspective um is he still as popular as he once was i think he's very popular i don't i don't think he's as popular as he was going into the dome i think one of the biggest mistakes they made was not having him win that title at that dome show i think like if i'm looking back and again hindsight is 2020 i think one of the biggest fumbled the ball moments was him not winning that title then in there when he was at his absolute red hottest. Um, I know I know the argument can be made that, hey, if if that happened, you wouldn't have had these matches or this feud or this wouldn't have happened. Maybe, but maybe other things that positive wise didn't have the opportunity to happen because 9 didn't win the title.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a conversation to be had there, especially taking COVID into account and seeing where Kenny Omega ended up, whether if you, with the benefit of hindsight, you could have switched things around a bit. But um, uh, let's move on anyway. Jeff Cobb has challenged Naito. I don't know if they're doing the briefcase stuff anymore. I don't think even Naito is aware, but it looks like we're going to get... Jeff Cobb versus Tetsuya Naito at some point. Uh, Darius says, "Do you see the Wrestle Kingdom 18 main event still being Naito versus Sonata, or do you think they'll make a title switch beforehand?" Um, yeah, thoughts on Naito versus Cobb, and do you still think it's Naito Sonata at Wrestle? It's got to be Naito, like headlining.
1: I can't. I can't imagine it being anything different. I can't imagine Naito losing. I can't imagine them doing it to Naito fans. <laughs> like, like if, like I would just. If I was a passionate Naito guy, boy, that would just send me over the fucking top, I think. Um, I can't can't see it. I can't see it not being him.
2: All right. I'll just go through some of the other stuff that came about after the finals, uh, the semifinals and the finals show, because we're setting the table for the Destruction Tour for the rest of the year. Um, As we predicted, Mm -hmm. Bolton Oleg did win. The yakiniku beef. Yes. So he beat all three of the other young lions. Didn't see it; It wasn't televised for us abroad. But that not only earns him a lot of delicious grilled beef, but a title challenge uh, against Zack Saber Jr. for the NJPW World TV Championship. That's fun, which is exciting. Yeah,
1: that should be fun. That should be really fun, actually. Um, Yeah, good. Good for him. He's got all the meat he can eat. and a title show.
2: And, and clearly being positioned above the other young lines because they all failed at this yes. challenge and Oleg won. I mean, just something as simple as that, right? <laughs>
1: just something as simple as that. Sets them apart. So yeah, that should be fun. That should be good. And uh, I wish they would televise it. I don't know if it's like a marketing or or, or a rates. I don't know. Why I don't know why they wouldn't. Why do we know why? Do we have we been told why?
2: I think the Japanese viewers got to see it, but... Oh, and I lost. Yeah, maybe it, it, it's some sort of TV station politics bullshit that's always... <laughs> sees us getting the short end of the stick. Yeah,
1: uh, it sucks, but I would have liked to have seen that. Get the big bowl of beef. Oh, by the way, are are you a fan of those? Delicious.
2: Well, oh. I love it. Absolutely love oh, it. Oh, yeah. my God. It's the best. Now I want some. Now I want some. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, the Kaito... Kiyomiya Truthers, the copium was being huffed uh, as he was eliminated with an appalling record from the G1 <laughs> that there was going to be some sort of big angle at the finals. He was going to attack someone, attack Okada. What happened was he had a, a competitive encounter with uh, Hiroshi Tenzan and will now be taking uh, Ryohei Oiwa with him, who is now going to Noah for an excursion. So. Um, yeah, Kaito being stuck doing these opening matches with Tenzan and Young Lions, and and now Oiwa off to the first Succession, which is an interesting one. Yeah. Um, look, I I mean it's not like
1: it's not like we didn't fucking tell you. I'm sorry, people are disappointed, but if you thought that anything of 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 any kind was going to occur at the G1 finals, sorry, you know you got your hopes up over something that had a slim and none chance of happening. Now, would I have liked it. Absolutely. I think it would have been great. Uh, again, my idea was to have him in the finals and have that, that idea of Noah, um, quite possibly winning the biggest tournament in new Japan pro wrestling. Like that would be incredibly sexy to me. And I think once again, that would be uh high tide raising ships. Yep. I absolutely would. But, uh, the fact that history has shown that, <laughs> boy, New Japan treats their partnerships with when they're in control, when they're in control of their partnerships, boy, they treat people like fucking shit. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe they, they they take it out. You know, maybe they're they're like, like, like the like New Japan's parents treat him terribly so that he goes to school and treats the other kids
2: yeah, yeah it's Tony Khan. It's the trickle-down violence yes. effect. This is, this is what happens with Benin. Yes, this is exactly what happens.
1: See? See? Oh, we're in shambles, dude.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I was going to say, right. we, we are the only podcast that told people the truth and on the level about yeah. Kaito and what was going to happen with him. Everyone else out here fantasy booking, oh, he's going to get to the finals. He's going to do this. He's going to get his win back over a cutter. No. Yeah. We were the only people who said, wake up, smell the coffee. That's not how New Japan played. Yeah. It's not happening. And we were right. Again. The amount of wins I've stacked up over this G1 is, is obscene. It is. So many things that I've said have, have come to pass. And hopefully, people start paying attention. I think people pay attention. I think people have to pay attention. We are movers. And, and sh- buy me drinks. And give us more money on Red <laughs> Right. I need, I need to
1: pay for shit. All right. Go ahead. Please. I'm sorry enough for a What else we got? Uh, blah, blah,
2: blah, blah. What's his name? Um, I don't know. I've forgotten this, this guy's first name. Pete. He... Fuck me. <laughs> Fujita. What's his first name?
1: Uh, um. I don't know. Fucking.
2: So you've forgotten as well? I don't know. Uh is it? it
1: it's. Uh... <laughs> I, can't
2: I, I I. Kosei kosei fujita is officially no See, longer i would have ever way, gotten that
1: he's, because i just don't no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a dummy go ahead i'm sorry go ahead,
2: my brain doesn't work the way it used to oh. since becoming a parent i'm just constantly blanking on stuff i'll walk into rooms and completely forget why i entered the room in the first place oh my God. it's it's quite frightening yep. um yeah, I blame Parenthood. You have no excuse. Uh, hopefully I do. We'll find out this week. <laughs> you will. You might do so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So Kose Fujita, officially no longer a young line. He's going on a, a world tour excursion. Mm-hmm. He's going to be going to the States and Australia and the UK. And Iko Rule says, as they prepare to go on excursion, who's got more upside, Fujita or Oiwa? Uh, I think they're both very, very talented. But for me, Fujita is next level. He he look he's wrestling like a fifteen year veteran. He looks incredible already. So I think he has the most outside. However, Oiwa has got the more of that sort of hunky traditional, conventionally attractive good look. So you know, I could see them being sort of positioned against each other as sort of generational rivals. But in terms of right now, who is the better guy, I would say Fujita, I think is terrific.
1: I do too, I just don't, you know, once again, I think there's there's so many other variables that that play into that, um, but yeah, I mean I mean I see, here's the problem. if I answer that question i'm I'm flipping a coin, right because I think both of them have a tremendous upside um, but I'd be flipping a coin at this point to me, um once again, I kind of just look for connection. And, and, um, connection with the crowd and, and all of that, (laughs) because I think they're, 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 I feel like they're on par with each other when it comes to in ring. Um, so I would just be flipping a coin and I don't think that does that any justice.
2: Yeah, absolutely fair. Um, so I'm not going to stop to discuss each of these in detail, just some of the stuff that's been set up. Uh, we had a Henare attacking Eddie Kingston, so it looks like he's challenging for the strong title. I suspect that's going to happen at the Fighting Spirit Unleashed show in Vegas on October 28th. We also have Great Khan and Shingo. They had a little program set up based on stuff backstage. Uh, we have the War Dogs, so Gay Kid and uh, Alex Coglin. Looks like they're going to be facing Hikoleo and El Fantasma, which is a team that I speculated I would like to see, yes. and uh, we are seeing it. So and that's pretty one. cool. It looks like uh, Hikoleo and ELP are going to be challenging for the strong open weight tag titles. Uh, it looks like we're seeing Tamatonga versus David Finlay again for the Never title. Uh, Mark says, How long before you could realistically see Gabe Kidd as leader of Bullet Club? Well, I'll tell you what,
1: not that it's going to happen, but um if g1 is any indicator of who i would prefer <laughs> i mean boy uh i feel like gabe Kidd is 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 a good good pick uh, but even with that said like i feel like david finley is more of he comes across at least to me as more of a leader type if that makes any sense, like uh, to me, like he fits that role much better than Gabe Kid. I feel like Gabe, and that's not saying that like Gabe Kid couldn't, but in his current incarnation, um, he feels like you know he's a wild card guy, um, and not necessarily a guy who's going to lead a faction. Um, uh, could that possibly happen? Yeah, I think I I I look. I don't know if he's being groomed for that, but you know, I think in time, if you wanted to go in that direction, you absolutely could. Um, I just don't see it right now. Like I, I feel like David Finley's a better fit to be the leader of Bullet Club.
2: Yeah, I also think it's a case of if they do go in that direction and David Finlay is ousted as bullet club leader, where does he go from there? So I I, I could see it as one of these things, maybe if his contract is expiring and he's not going to renew with the company, he's going to go and work elsewhere, then would be the time to pull the trigger on the game takeover. But yeah, I think I would love to see it. Hope it does happen. Gabe's got all the tools. Uh, What else have we got? So TMDK look like they're going to be challenging Bishamon for the IWGP heavyweight tag titles. Um, Shane Hayes' hair is slicked back, and he's going to show them just how big a piece of shit he can be. William says think new japan should have the tag tournaments separated like before the pandemic because i'm quite excited I'm looking forward to world tag league because we're setting the table with some i think really uh some interesting new teams and some of the more established teams uh, i think that's going to be cooking later mm-hmm. in this year do you think they should keep super junior tag league and world tag league separate like they did before or together as they did last i
1: like year? together i do i do like to together because again everything matters at that point um i definitely like that much more um I think the bigger question is: Is are we taking off that month?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's our tradition. Yes,
1: so uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, keep that in the back of our heads. Good.
2: And Adam says, I can't help but think that the three Musketeers have already been forgotten post-G1. Apart from Suji, neither Ren or Shota have even been given a hint of a story for this destruction tour. What do you think those two in particular should be doing on the road to Wrestle Kingdom? Well, Adam, I don't think has been paying attention to this oh, for no. because I think they've clearly set up a, a program between Shota and Shota and Ren for Destruction. They were going at it. Uh, Nagata and Suzuki were facing off, so it looks like they're going to have a match. Watto and Desperado have been locking horns, so that could be three singles matches, and it could also be a trios match as well. So that is the direction going forward. Uh, Bray says, I know this will get flack because it's another faction. Thoughts on Umino, Watto, Nagata as a group of their own. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, they're the... Hontai. I mean, Hontai is its own thing and that, that's where it's going to stay I think. And Aiko Rule says, what can this company do to salvage Naruto's return to the main roster? He had an exciting debut slash first month and now seems dead on arrival. I think the Kaito match at the end of the G1 sparked him into life. I thought that was a really good showing from Ren. I don't think his G1 was as disastrous as other people have said. And I think, I mean, having a feud with Umino through destruction is an interesting choice that we're going you know, straight to musketeer or musketeer violence um that that's an interesting yeah one. i think
1: i think a lot of people were disappointed though you know in 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 ren's g1 i think it's i think it's fair um because he's in a block where he's able to work with guys that quite honestly are in the same kind of boat as him like he he's not going to be that guy who you know, he's in like C block where you know he's fucking losing every night and that could be um somewhat depressing. Um trust me, I, I, I truly think that there's more in the tank. Um but to me, I don't know, I feel like there's more to him than the guy in black tights. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there's more to him. That's just not being showcased right now. um, And, and again, ma- he's a
2: bit of a, a manga or anime nerd. I know he's been talking about the Kinnikuman stuff. You should lean into that. Just, you know, jazz it up a bit. Don't, don't be the Shibata clone anymore. He can do better than that. And I, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's got to sort of discover himself a bit more. Yeah.
1: I think, yeah. And, and, and maybe in time that'll happen, but yeah, to be black tights guy, I don't think does him any favors. Um, He can still kick as hard as he fucking wants just let's 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 bring something else out of him that's a little bit different than the I, and that's your comment is it's a comment that i've heard a ton um the shibata stuff it's 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 glaringly obvious um and i think he can do better than that
2: uh, we also have a show Against Tai Chi KOPW program, looking likely, which could be really good because they could wrestle each other really well and hit each other really hard. Mm. And I also think they're both underrated uh, comedic talents that could be very fun as well. So I don't know what direction they go going, but uh, I'm low key excited about Sho and Tai Chi. And uh, we've also got a strong women's title match lined up with uh, Julia defending against Momokogo, Diana Parazzo, and Giselle Shaw, which I think think uh, let me check if that is out on this impact show no it isn't i don't know when that match is i've not done my homework but um yeah so those are some of the programs we've got going into destruction now it is time to preview the two weekend shows the All Star Junior Festival USA, which will be taking place on Saturday at the twenty three hundred Arena, and then the very next night we have the Multiverse United Two, for whom the Bell Tolls Impact and New Japan crossover shows. Uh, first of all, Damon, are you going to either of these?
1: Yes, I'm going to the Saturday show, um, the Junior show, which again seems like a hodgepodge of. It seems like a strong show with uh, you know a couple guys they brought over um, in weird matches. Um, so I'll be there for that. Uh, and then I don't know, Sunday's still on the table. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to that show, but, uh, yeah, I am planning on Saturday.
2: All right, so let's uh, have a look at these cards. And I don't have a match order for the All-Star Junior Festival USA. I don't so think they do just dip through <laughs> <laughs> what they've got on the website. Uh kickoff match, we've got Goldie versus Vinnie Pacifico. I've got no idea who either of those guys are. Uh, we do have, and I think this is sort of the centrepiece of this event, the All-Star Junior Festival tournament. Yeah. So we have on one side of the brackets, Francesco Acura versus Mike Bailey. That should be good. Other side of the brackets, yeah, it should be. Yeah, uh, other side of the brackets, Kevin Knight versus Clark Connors. So, uh, and they'll, the, the final will be on the same night. So, uh, there's plenty of directions this could go. I think, given the direction of destruction and seeing the United Empire against LIJ matchups, I'm kind of leaning towards Francesco Akira winning this because now he's no longer a tag champion. I think he deserves a bit of single shine. And if he wins this tournament, then he could challenge Hiromu. During Destruction or one of these other shows, I think Akira versus Hiromu would be a really great match. And I also, if I had to pick a final, I think Akira versus Clark Connors in the final, just Mm. think Akira can have some revenge over Clark over the way they were uh, beaten last time uh, for the, the tag title. So, yeah, I would pick Akira and Clark to go through to the final. But, I mean, I could see... Plenty of upside in the other outcomes. I mean, Kevin Knight.
1: Yeah,
2: he could be a really exciting finalist. I mean, any of these guys, all four of these guys, I think are really good. But I think if I had to pick, I would say Acura as our um winner of the tournament. Yeah,
1: that would be nice. I, I hate the idea of it though. And I and it's kind of, you know, we we all bought into it. We kind of knew that this was going to be the case. But I kind of don't like the idea of guys working twice in a night. And um because I think it's obvious and 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 rightfully so that, you know, they're going to hold back, you know, until the their finals for what it's worth. Um so Hopefully everything works out there. Yeah, I would like to see that. Um it's, it seems weird that more people aren't in this tournament, but okay, fine. We're going to have four people in the tournament.
2: Yeah. I mean, the rest of the card is ranging from Weird to dog shit. Um, let's go through it. I'm not going to go match by match. I'll just read out what we've got on the card and we can talk no, about right. it. So we've got a tag match with Mao and El Desperado versus Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne. That should be all right. um Matt Sydal and Yo Matt sidell against yeah Matt Seidel and Yo against Bushi and Shun Skywalker. That'd be a lot of fun, I think. I mean Shun Skywalker and Yo, going at it together. That could be. Yeah,
1: wait, wait, wait. wait. I mean, this is is the first Matt Seidel New Japan appearance, correct? Right? I can't recall if he's been on any other US Uh, based shows after his drug bust. I
2: don't recall him appearing on Strong or anything. No, I think you're right.
1: Huh? Well, listen, marijuana is legal now. I think it's okay. No, Rocky loves booking criminals. He Walker. really does. He loves, he loves booking people with sketchy pasts. Okay. All right. But all right. Look. Uh, you know what? I'm, all right. Matt's all I can handle. Good. All right. Let's go.
2: All right. Uh, we've got Pat's King of Steaks Philly Cheese oh. Steak Cup three-way tag ladder match. <laughs> so here are the teams. Hiromu and Rocky. Makes no sense. Watto and Blake Christian. And Doki and L- L- Lowrider. <laughs> Who? I don't know well, who don't, Low Rider Rocky is. And low Rider. I'm not familiar I mean, with Lowrider. Rider. Low Rider. I,
1: I don't care to um, Yeah, it, I mean, again, Rocky and Hiromu. I don't know why they would be tagging, but okay, great. Uh, you know, Rocky's got to put himself in, in a in a marquee match. I <laughs> I hate the name of it. I, I just hate the uh, like. It's just so like low common denominator. Philly thing, you know, it's just, okay, we is get Pat, it.
2: Are Pat's the king of steaks? So here's what Pat's
1: is. So in South Philadelphia, on the corner uh, on Passyunk Avenue, uh, there are two cheesesteak places, right? It's Gino's and it's Pat's. Um, They are both good for the, after the bars close, go there to get your fucking grub on, right? Like at two in the morning, it's fucking delicious, right? Uh, one o'clock in the afternoon, it's probably not the best choice for a cheesesteak to be brutally honest. Um, But it's there, it's kind of like a staple and it's kind of like a, I don't want to say go so far as to say tourist trap because I don't think, I mean, it's definitely a touristy place. Like, if you go to Philadelphia, a lot of times that's where you're going, more for the fact that it's kind of iconic. The best, no. Um, I just hate the, I just hate the idea of, okay, great, we get it. We 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 were pretty famous for our cheesesteaks. We get it. Um, is is it officially a Pats is involved in it though? Like, Pats is a sponsor? Yes. Huh. Yes, it okay. Is. Well, you know, maybe we'll have cheesesteaks there. That'd be nice. Like, if Pats was smart, they would have fucking cheesesteaks there to buy. I w- is it
2: going to be like a cheesesteak hanging from the top of the I arena? So. that they've got? Because guess what? I'm hopping
1: on that fucking ladder. <laughs> 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 I'll punch Rocky right in the fucking face for that cheesesteak. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, you would deserve it. All right. <laughs>
2: Right, so there's that. uh We've got a lucky dip tag what? match with tag team partners to be decided by random drawing in the ring. So Kosei Fujita, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Alex Shelley, Robbie Eagles, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, TJP, and Cheeseburger. What? What? Yes. Cheeseburger. Yep.
1: I mean, I. I, I mean, know. I. Uh, cheeseburger. Uh, you know, I've have fond memories of Cheeseburger. He's a good guy. We're carting out cheeseburger, huh?
2: I mean, we've got workers like you know Fujita is great, Kanemaru fantastic, yeah. Alex Shelley really yeah. good, Robbie Eagles brilliant. Yes. Uh, I like Ace Austin; I thought it was really good. TJP brilliant, Chris Bay he's he's all right. Is that the best we could do? Right, like and How and, and why? Like what?
1: What's the point? Like it's like Rocky's phone had to be off the like just a million texts from you know Hey, can you put me on the show?" And he's a guy who apparently can't say no because fucking cheeseburgers on it. Um, Wow. It's going to get worse. I'll t- I'll t- it's going to get worse. Oh. Um, <laughs> hey, can you worse. do me a favor, though? I'm saving it. Okay. Um, can yeah. you do me a favor? Can you hit up Robbie Eagles? Uh, Just let him know. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm in the area. If he wants to uh, grab a cold one or maybe a cheesesteak or two, uh, I'd be more than happy to uh, show him the town.
2: Brilliant, yeah. I will reach out to him. Remind me after we stop recording. I'll I'll shoot him a message. And we have a five-way match with Fugaz, Leo Rush, Dragon Kid, Soberano Jr. and KC Navarro, which, again, an absolute mess, but could be fun. I mean, there's some talented names there. Love Leo Rush, love Soberano Jr. So, I think that'd be crazy good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm okay with that.
2: Okay, and this is the last match. Again, this is no particular order, but we have a six-man tag match. On one side, we have the DKC, Ryusuke Taguchi, Mm. and Rich Swan. On the other side, Starboy Charlie, Jack Cartwheel, and the artist formerly known as Enzo Amore, Real One.
1: Nah. Stop fucking! That can't be right. Really?
2: No, 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 absolutely correct. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> Thoughts? What?
1: Why? <laughs> what the
2: fuck is happening? Why? Uh, and and he he Enzo says I'll end up at Tokyo Dome if I get the chance oh. to quote do what we do in NJPW debut. <sighs> Now, this is a guy who managed to politic his way into a 15-minute draw with Juice Robinson. There's no way his team are losing this match, right? His team are winning this match. I I, uh, I, I don't know what to say to him. I mean, right, sketchy pass, right? You know, we talked about these people with dodgy backgrounds. mm. Um, Enzo Amore was released by WWE um, after he was accused of rape. He was not charged in the case. The Phoenix police decided not to pursue charges against. All right. And again, I'm not putting a judgment on that, whether he is innocent, guilty, blah, 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 whatever. You know, we know how sketchy those things can be. Yep. What the fuck are we doing? Why? F- right. Why are we booking an acu- an accused rapist?
0: <laughs>
2: Why? Why? What is this? Why? There, there, who wanted this? Who
1: is this for? Wait, right. Who is this for? Who is this for? Uh, I like even taking those allegations off the table, but like, even if we took those off the table, why is anyone, does anyone give a sh? Uh, what like now add that on top of it? And it's like.
2: What? What? what did j- he's still even a good. This is a guy who managed to concuss himself. He knocked himself unconscious running the ropes. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> he's this incompetent wrestler. He's the- so it's not as if this is like some mega draw. He's going to give you five star classics and just you know someone needed to give him a clean slice. He
1: he's hopping a rail, or you know, at Madison Square Garden. Joel, I <laughs> enjoy the show, Damon. <laughs> Like who? I mean, who's in? I am blown away by the fact that I have to sit there for that, which I won't be.
2: Are you you really shocked? Yes. Like this is the same company slash person who tried to sneak Marty Skol back in under the radar and tried to quietly get away with continue to book Chris Dickinson until people started making a fuss. Are we really surprised here?
1: Yes. I like. I, I truly am because it's not like. You're, you're bringing a guy in who people have interest in. Do people have interest in him? Like, like I, either the New Japan Pro Wrestling fan base has been completely diluted and they're just, it's, just, it's a lost cause, which I don't believe to be the case. I just don't understand why. And the idea of him showing up at the toe. Let me be very clear. And I'm saying this with full of emotion. So, but I am, I am, I am planting the flag. I'm going to die on this hill. If he, what is he, RS, what is he called now? Help me. Real one. God. If real one steps foot in the Tokyo Dome. Other than watching a fucking <laughs> baseball game, I am done with New Japan Pro Wrestling. How's that grab you? I'm done. The podcast is over. We, yeah, we, you for we that. pack it up I, yeah. and toodaloo. I'm done with New Japan. Because here's the thing. As a fan of this product, I can put up with terrible booking decisions. I can put up with uh just, you know, uh, missteps and bumbles and all of that stuff. And why aren't they doing this? And why can't they get their heads out of their fucking asses? This is different. This is different. This is the whole show is preposterous. Is there good shit in there? Probably there's guys that can work their asses off and they'll do their best to put on a good show. I'm 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 blown away. Here's what it is. Unfortunately, I don't drink anymore, but uh, maybe I just saddle up to the bar and start. <laughs> During that match. Maybe maybe I get back on the wagon. What do you say? I hop on and just sit there for that match because I'm not watching that fucking shit. I don't. I, it's, it's garbage. And I'm so disappointed in New Japan. I, I, I'm 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 incredibly disappointed again, again that 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 this is even on the table i'm fucking over it man uh like it's so disappointing man like why it's are so, so
2: sleazy isn't it it feels really sleazy it doesn't it, i like it just it's just why it's like the kind of shit you'd expect to see on like one of those control your narrative <laughs> Bullshit shows that fucked up. Yeah, it's just it I, I it's just unworthy of New Japan and, and Enzo stepping foot on you know the blue, the blue, map, yeah. the blue ring, yeah. of New Japan, yeah,
1: Ugh. yeah. It's it's preposterous to me. Like, truth be told, to me, this is not a New Japan pro wrestling show. Like, this is a show where New Japan pro wrestlers are on it like to sit there and call this a new Japan pro wrestling show quite honestly is embarrassing. That's not to say that there won't be good stuff on it. There, there will be, but to call this a new Japan pro wrestling show is embarrassing. And the idea that we're going to, to experiment with this is at least disappointing. And, and, and you know, at the top of the scale, it's enough for me to just walk away from this fucking thing. It really is. That's, that's where I'm at with this. I'm going to go to this show and I'm going to have a good time. But trust me, that match is either bathroom break. And, I, and, and here's the thing, too. We already bought our tickets, right? Once again, we already bought our tickets. And I think if people like, I don't think that there's any mistake in the fact that he was put on this show, uh, I mean, maybe it was a month. I, who knows? I don't. I don't even know. Like, like, when did you hear that he was on the show?
2: Uh, I think it was kind of sneak stuck yes. in there during the sort of around the semi-final finals time of uh, where they thought people would.
1: Yeah. Us. Pretty weird how that happens, right? How just that just just sl- right. You're right. Just kind of slides in there. Kind of slides in there. Uh, Because I think if people knew beforehand, I don't think a lot of people would be happy with that decision, right? So I'm going to urge everyone in attendance that has any type of concerns to feel free, meet me at the bar during that match. Because here's the thing. At the end of the... Yes. Mass walkout. Yes. Mass walkout. Yeah. Maybe that's the time for your smoke break. Maybe that's the time to look at merch. Maybe that's the time to take a piss or a nice healthy shit because in the ring, <laughs> that's what you're getting. Um, and you, you you can't take back your ticket. You've already bought it. But let your actions speak louder for once. You have control. You can sit there and watch the match, or you can get up and let your or boo or whatever. You you paid your money. Me, no, do no, boo. Don't exactly, boo. exactly. It's not worth it. It's 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 counterproductive.
2: Just walk out yep. as soon as he's making his entrance. Walk out. His name popped up on the screen. Walk Take out. a break.
1: There's, there's there's that that's the time, and I urge everyone to do that now. Uh.
2: Can I also throw some, something yeah. else? Uh, www.njpw1972.com forward slash contact forward slash inquiry mm-hmm. forward slash. So let them know. Yeah. Let the company know what you think about this. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. I think it's
1: I think that's a very good idea, actually. Obari's in a listening mood. Yeah. He's, he's got his ears open. Yep. I don't
2: know Do you think,
1: think he even knows? No. Yeah. I don't think so either. I don't even think he knows. Um Boy, that would be nice. You know what? That would be really refreshing if people stood up for what they feel is right. Um, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I, I that would be really nice to let your voice be heard by not saying a word and let your feet do the talking.
2: Ah <sighs> dear. Um Jim says confirm that Enzo Amore single handedly tanked the Bushi Road stock price. Yes. <laughs> Look. Indeed. Um I don't
1: even think they know we all right. eat on the show, i be honest with you. No. All
2: right. Um so Sunday we've got Multiverse United 2. Uh, kickoff match, we've got Joe Hendry, Heath, and Yuya Awemra against Master Watto, Rocky Romero, and Yusuke Taguchi. We have the Impact Digital Media Championship, Kenny King defending against Yoshinobu Kanamaru. Mm-hmm. We have a Bullet Club versus the World match with David Finlay, Kenta, Clark Connors, Alex Coblin, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin against Josh Alexander, PCO, Tamatonga, Tangaloa, El Fantasma, and the DKC. We have an X Division Junior Heavyweight Scramble with Frankie Kazarian, Bushi, Kevin Knight, Chris Sabin, El Desperado, Mao, and Rich Swan. We have a singles match between Docky and Callahan. We have a TMDK versus Impact match with Zack Saber Jr. and Shane Haste against Moose and Eddie Edwards a special tag match with Trey Miguel and Leo Rush against Hiromu and Mike Bailey and the impact world championship match champion, Alex Shelley defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi. That is a way better show, way better card than the all-star junior festival.
1: Yeah, I would, I'm, I'm I'm in full agreement. I I'd like to swap my tickets, please. (laughs) Is that possible? Uh, yeah, that's a better, that to me, that's, that's a better show. That's a, that's a more enjoyable show. Um, yeah, boy, that, that really rocked my world, dude. Um I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's move on. What are you gonna do?
2: That's it. We're well, done. We've gone some places in this episode, Jimmy. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're doing uh you're doing Wembley, I'm doing twenty three hundred. Well, it's on the line, right? The future of this show is on the fucking line. A bar, a bar. I can't wait to sign that fucking paper. <laughs> They're bringing them in first class. Are you kidding me? Oh boy, what a disappointment. Uh, hey, here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not here to say that. Look, this is not for me, and I'm going to do what I think is right. And I and I urge everyone to do the same. That's it. That's all.
2: Yeah, we've got a responsibility to speak up when we think something is not right, and this is not, it's right. not right.
1: It not only is it not right; it just makes like I don't know what we gain from this. Like, what? Where's where's the where's the positive in this? It just feels really fucking sketch. All right, whatever. I, I you know, what, I'm going to do what I got to do.
2: Uh, let's wash the taste away Louis says uh, one question non-G1 farmers related Joel now you're back in the UK what are some of the foods you're looking forward to eating again and what crisps are you looking forward to to eating I'm enjoying (laughs) Uh, I'm enjoying the co-op fancy salt vinegar crisps I think it's like sea salt and chardonnay Mm. wine vinegar some sort of nonsense like that they're really good Uh, what else am I enjoying pot noodles love a pot noodle chicken and mushroom pot noodle I even tried the donny kebab pot noodle That's, that's how dirty I am uh, donut kebabs, of course. Um, I like toasted sauerkraut, malt loaf with a bit of butter. That's nice. Crumpets, I've missed mm. crumpets. Uh, English breakfast cereals, crunchy nut cornflakes, uh, jam donuts. How about the beef? supermarket jam donuts? So, the, so beef. Be- oh, I had, a, I had a great roast dinner <sighs> on Sunday. Sunday roast at the uh, Dartmouth. Beautiful. Inn. Had uh, roast pork. Lovely bit of crackling mm. there. Big Yorkshire pudding. It was. It was a thing of beauty, oh. David.
1: When am I coming? When am I when am I when am I when, am I, when, are, we, when are we showing up?
2: Mate, you, you see my new house. There's a a spare spare bedroom there with you and oh,
1: I tell you what, I would uh, I, I would love it. It looks gorgeous. It looks absolutely stunning. And here's the thing, it looks relaxing and peaceful and just quintessential English countryside. I'm in. I'm you know what? I'm getting on the fucking plane right now. Let's do it.
2: let's combine it with Royal Quest. Yep. Well, I'm it's only, what, three hours? <laughs> three hours from London by train? Less than that. less than Okay. That. But, uh, All
1: right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got to I gotta find it. a way to make this happen relatively soon. Because, yeah, look, that, yes. oh, everything that you just described, my mouth is watering. Sounds delicious.
2: All right. Well, let's end that uh, podcast on a positive there. So redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. We always appreciate your uh, monetary contributions there. So if you like what we do and enjoy the show, please think about sending us a bit of money because it's very much appreciated. Discord link you can get if you send me a direct message on Twitter at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash SuperJCast for our t-shirts. Big thank you to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at LousyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye. Hello.
1: about New Japan Pro Wrestling, crisps, and pornography.